What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How the heck are you? How are you, my peeps? My sports betting peeps. How was your weekend? Did you do good? Did you do bad? Did you win some? you lose some? Hopefully it wasn't too bad for you. We went 4-2 uh, and two on our weekend quick picks. We will go over that. For those new to the show, every Monday we take a look back what happened this weekend with our quick picks and then a couple big topics in the world of sports as well. Uh, we give out picks every weekend. We don't spend much time doing the handicaps either. If you guys like to know how we handicap, how I do my job, how I go about picking my games, listen Monday through Friday, or more Tuesday through Friday, and uh, we do some more in-depth stuff then. But the weekends, we give out picks, and uh, this weekend, 4-2. and two. On the quick picks, Friday, we hit on the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, minus three, gave that out during Friday's show. Iowa minus three, they blew Maryland out. Uh, Saturday, so we actually, Saturday we went 3-0. and So we started the weekend 4-0, and ended 0-2. So 4-2 weekend. Uh, Saturday, we won with uh, Brighton Hovalbian against Arsenal. Uh, I gave out two separate bets. If you took the alternative bet I gave out, that tied, so you got your money back. But uh, Brighton won, and then Texas Longhorns covered, as well as the Auburn Tigers. Sunday, 0-2 in the NFL, Denver Broncos and the Miami Dolphins, both failing to cover. So 4-2 weekend overall. And, uh, yeah, we I, actually, you know what's interesting is you got to look forward to next weekend. And the thing is, if you think about it, I'm giving games out, you know, day of the game, right? So Friday, day of the game. Saturday morning, day of the game. Sunday morning, day of the game. By definition, a lot of the value is gone in those lines. I mean, hell, by definition, a lot of value is gone by Wednesday for some of these games. So the idea that I can give out all these games the day of the game and it's going to be insanely profitable long term, you know, it's not likely. Now, we've been doing really well. If you guys want to follow our picks, give us a follow on Twitter at SharpAnglePod and we post all of our uh, bets on there, or at least our bio has our record of uh, the picks we give out on the show. But either way, it's important to remember that you got to bet early and you have to look to bet early next week, early in the week, if you want to get the best of these lines. Now, right now, if you look ahead to the NFL and college football, all the lines are already out for next week and they're already moving. I'll give you an example. This morning at about 9.30, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, I bet the Minnesota Vikings minus seven at home next week against the Detroit Lions, Okay. That line was around for about 30 minutes, and then it moved to seven and a half, and then it stayed there on a lot of websites. Some moved to eight. The point is, for the rest of the week, I highly doubt the Minnesota Vikings are going to get back down to seven. And come Sunday morning, if the Vikings have moved all the way up to, let's say, eight and a half or nine, maybe nine and a half, I'm probably not going to give it out as a bet, right? So I may have it as a bet for me, but there's a difference between giving Minnesota out at seven and and nine. There's a huge difference, okay? While you guys may not bet that way and think that way, that's a crucial difference between winning and losing. So if you think about it, when we give picks out on game day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, there has to be value that we see that day, which is so, so rare. So four and two weekend, we're happy with it. And uh, we move, move along, sir. We will move on. Speaking of next week, let's just see right now. May as well give out a couple freebies. On today's show. Hang on. Let's pull up the games we got for next weekend. All right. So, uh, 
And, hey, no guarantee, by the way, that these lines don't move the other direction, okay? I'm about 60% on live moves, and trust me, it happens all the time, where I bet and it goes the other way. There's nothing more frustrating, but it happens. However, I think it's uh, some value in some of these games. I already said Minnesota minus seven. I actually don't mind it at seven and a half. And here, again, if it closes nine, you know, there, there's value at seven and a half. And I know a lot of you guys don't like giving up that extra half point, but it could be worth it. So uh, Minnesota, I also have Green Bay minus three. They are on the road at the Cincinnati Bengals. So we got Green Bay minus three. Uh, we have Atlanta Falcons minus three. They're at home against the New York Jets. Uh, l- l- listen to what that implies. If you're home, not not Green Bay, right? Green Bay is on the road minus three, and we still like them. But Atlanta next week at home against the Jets minus three. That implies roughly that Atlanta and the New York Jets are rated in the same ballpark. They're the same team. And I have Atlanta a couple points better than the Jets. So I just have this as a, a value play based on you know power ratings. Uh, Atlanta minus three. And then a couple college games here. Uh, Iowa Hawkeyes minus two and a half. They are hosting Penn State. I got Iowa two and a half. And then I have Notre Dame money line. Uh, Notre Dame's averaging to Tech. And I know Notre Dame lost last week, right? And everyone saw Notre Dame lose. They didn't look great, national TV, but they're not that bad. They're going to bounce back. They have a lot of edges against uh, Virginia Tech. So Notre Dame money line, that's around minus 110, Notre Dame was. so. All right, uh, let's get back into it. Uh, news from this weekend. One big story in the NFL and one in college football. Uh, Oregon going down. How about the Oregon Ducks? Losing to Stanford. And you can't, this is why you can't do the whole, wait, they beat them, they beat them. And I know a lot of people who handicap that way, where it's like, okay, Stanford lost to Kansas State, but they just beat Oregon. So, you know, it's, it's every week's unique in its own. There's different information that's always changing, injuries, things like that. So, you know, you can't do that. But either way, uh, that was a huge loss. And that was big for the shaping of the, the playoffs because Oregon was third. And if they were undefeated, they were going to get into the playoffs for sure. So that takes the Pac-12 out of things. And if you don't think so, right now, from what I have, the best Pac-12 team... Okay, these are my rankings. The highest rated Pac-12 team is 26th, and that's Arizona State. I don't have a Pac-12 team in the top 25. Is that right? Wow. Okay, so Arizona State's my best Pac-12 team at 26th. They have about a three and a half to four percent chance to make the playoffs. So that's the best chance the Pac-12 has right now. I can't believe that. Either way, um, it's probably because USC has two losses. I mean, that's just what I have right here. So, uh, I mean, the Pac-12 is out of it. Okay, so now you have to start thinking Alabama, Georgia, probably if Georgia can go undefeated. I mean, even if Georgia goes back to the championship, it's going to be because it, it would be Georgia in the East. Bama in the West. Even if Georgia loses again to Alabama, I mean, they may, I, I don't know. That's a scenario where they we could have our first two-loss team in the playoffs, honestly, especially if they're both great games. So you can't rule out Georgia or another SEC team, right? And then Clemson probably out of it this year, Notre Dame loss. So, I mean, it, it is a little bit more open, but the Pac-12 is going to be out of it. So right now, talking about those percentages, uh, let's see, the best percentage chance to make the playoffs... Okay, so Alabama has the highest chance, obviously. Georgia is right behind them. Then Oklahoma, big game coming up this weekend with Texas. 
Oklahoma opening three and a half point favorites. I do like Oklahoma at three and a half. As a matter of fact, I do. I don't know if I gave that out earlier. I do like OU three and a half. Uh, Iowa fifty five percent, and those are the only teams with over fifty percent. Iowa, Bama, Georgia, OU. Wow. You still got Iowa State, in the, or uh, excuse me, Ohio's not Iowa State. Matt Campbell's not getting anywhere near this. You still got Ohio State in the mix, even though they lost to Oregon. That loss doesn't look very good. Uh, Michigan, Pitt, yeah, then you get back into all these teams. Oklahoma State, Notre Dame again, yeah. So anyway, that's the, what the top looks like in terms of making the college football playoff. So uh, Oregon going down this weekend, though. There goes the Pac-12. All right, uh, NFL. Uh, I, I, the biggest story is Tom Brady, right? Tommy, Tommy going to going home. I thought that the fans did it well, you know, did it the right way, where they cheered him when he came out, and that was cool to see. Yeah, I loved seeing that, and it was so awkward to be honest. <laughs> seeing him hug Robert Kraft and the whole thing, it just, I, I kind of felt for him, um, and I felt because I had teased the Bucks down to minus one. You can imagine how much I was going crazy last night. My God. That was a stressful end of that game. Let's put it that way. Whew. Uh, anyway, um, I thought it was really cool. The homecoming, the reunion, and I'm, I was glad. I actually just was kind of glad Tom Brady won. I don't know. I, don't, I just think that I, I was never a huge Tom Brady fan or anything like that. But given the way things went in New England, how Bill Belichick pretty much gave him the middle finger with that contract. I mean, right now, he, Bill Belichick tries to paint the narrative that they wanted Tom around. They did everything they could to keep Brady. It's like, no, you gave him a contract. You know he was going to say no to. It was a slap in the face. He'd made this obvious, and he made it clear what he was looking for. Bill Belichick knew what he was doing. He was ready to move on, and he, again, did it in, in I think, a you know, kind of a fuck you way to Tom Brady. He seriously did. So Brady leaves. Bill Belichick paints this whole different narrative, and I just hate the way he's handled it. You know, He doesn't say anything. He doesn't talk. Tom Brady at least talks about it so yeah i like i i was cheering for tom brady and i had the money on him so either way um that was really cool to see and then i guess after the game brady and belichick had a 20 minute meeting in the locker room like but belichick had arranged to meet with tom brady and then went in the buccaneers locker room for like 20 minutes and met with him i guess so either way that was pretty cool stuff um all right Besides that, my only news I wanted to, or the only other stuff I wanted to talk about was the concept about betting early. We kind of touched on that earlier, but if you guys are going to be serious about betting any sport, not just football, any sport, you got to get used to betting during openers, when, when openers come out. And what's really cool is when sports betting first became legal in many states where you guys are listening right now, they were hesitant, and when I say they, just the the, the local domestic books, to, they were hesitant to offer, to offer openers. And what that means is opening lines. The typical, I'm not going to make this long, but the typical way it, it happens is only a couple sports books offer opening lines in the entire world. They take professional sharp action and move lines based accordingly. Then once lines sharpen out, all these different retail books they then offer the sharpened out lines. That's why a lot of the public, by definition, they're just not going to win because they're not getting the best lines anyway. Well, what's really cool is I've noticed uh, uh, places like DraftKings and, and BetMGM are offering opening lines, or at least pretty close to opening, which I think is really cool for, for, for everyone out there who has domestic books. Now, what I recommend 
if you're going to if you're going to uh, bet and win on sports, is to start betting with Better Edge. Uh, online, B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, betteredge.com. Now, I, I recommend you you be a part of as many sports books as you can because if, if you have a lot of outs, that's what's important. That's how you're going to win money. But there's no more important out than Better Edge because they have big free options, okay? Now, how this works is they're pretty much matching you up with someone in the country who wants to bet the other side of a bet. So if you like next weekend... What was it? Uh, Minnesota Vikings, okay? If you like them now, minus seven and a half, and you want to put a bet out there, because you can name your own bets, name your own prices, okay? If you want to put a bet out there for seven and a half, someone else likes the Lions at plus seven and a half, boom, you've got a bet, vig free. Better Edge doesn't take any percentage. You just have this exchange with someone else out there, Better Edge facilitated. It's just like trading stocks. It's awesome. So you can win a lot more money, lose a lot less. And I say this for everyone, whether you've been betting for 10 years or you just started, you can really benefit by using Better Edge. So check them out online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. That promo code is going to get you 10 free dollars in your account. And that does us a favor. Let's know that uh, you heard about them right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Also want to thank the bookie online, thebookie.co. Uh, the Bookie, your sharp sports betting friend that sends you an email each day full of free picks, tips, tools, and strategies you need to know for the day's games. Check them out online, thebookie.co. But uh, it's so important that you shop around, use as many sports books as you can, and as I said, if you're going to use all of them, sign up with Better Edge. Okay, it's so important. And the thing about Better Edge, even if you're in California or anywhere where it's not legal to sports bet, like South Carolina, I think, too. Better Edge is legal. So that's the first one I think everyone should be a part of, Better Edge. But then also sign up for the DraftKings and FanDuel and BetMGM and all those, because it's important to be able to shop around and get different lines. But what I've noticed lately is, like I said, DraftKings and BetMGM, they've opened or they've offered some pretty early lines this week. So that's a good thing. I mean, these sports books are getting more competitive, more... And, and I was worried. When sports betting... Because I've been doing this now for four years. And sports betting's only been legal in Colorado for a year and a half. So when this became legal, I was afraid that it was going to go one of two ways. Either the way it went now is, is a good thing, actually. So this is a positive, right? How it's gone now, where the retail dominates it and everything's looked at as more like retail, let, let, you know, competition, let's lower lines, offer offer good prices, things like that. But I was afraid that these sports books would get together and just say, you know what? Let's not charge minus 110. Let's just charge minus 115 or minus 120. What are they going to do? Most people aren't price sensitive. I mean, honestly, most people listening, if 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 the NFL stopped offering minus 110 and went to minus 120, would you just stop betting? No, I'm sure all of you would be like, okay, whatever. How much is it now? So there's no price sensitivity out there for people who usually don't make money long-term doing this. So I thought, it would be a no-brainer for the sports books. It's like, okay, we're not going to lose any of this square public action, which is 95% of our business, and we are going to lose the professionals who we lose money from anyway. I mean, they, they, they take the money anyway. So I thought that would have been a no-brainer for them. Now, thankfully, things have gone the other direction, and it's even coming down going the other way. Some, some websites are offering minus you know 108, so that's a great thing. But just to give an idea of the margins, the thin margins that we're working with in betting sports, if sports books decided to go to 
minus 120 instead of minus 110, I would have to rethink doing this or or bet in vastly different markets. I mean, it would be very, you know, crippling to what I do. So the idea of, oh, you can just bet 120 or, you know, price sensitivity, it matters. So anyway, got a little rambly there to end the show, but a happy Monday. It's a, it's a Monday show. You know how it works. Good luck, whatever you guys have going on tonight. What is it? Uh, I think the Chargers are minus three at home against the, the Raiders. So uh, that should be fun tonight. Good luck, whatever you have going on. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.